The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, and I am alongside the curator of topics, Mighty Joe, and we got a banger for you today. So join us and welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, it, it's an interesting and rather exciting time, actually, to be a fan of professional wrestling because it's been a while, man, since there's been this kind of buzz around the professional wrestling world, you know, across different promotions. Uh, in the WWE, not so much per se, but it seems like the, the majority of the buzz is happening outside of the WWE, which is very, very cool. And you know, there's a fair amount to, to cover here. Not necessarily a long list of topics, but there's a fair amount to these topics themselves. But, uh, but yeah, man, just uh, before we get into the bulk of it, just it's like I said, man, it's exciting to see even some people that have been away from wrestling for a while, little while. It seems like they're kind of getting pulled back in a little bit, which is uh, I'm all for that. I definitely am as well. Speaking of, you use that keyword, that keyword of buzz. There's a buzz happening. Take a look at the ticker down below, people. That is why we named this episode Buzzing on Speculations. You also mentioned there about uh, uh, fans that have maybe not watched so much, kind of coming back to it. I'm going to have to get a hold of of my friend Ryan here. Mm. I know that he was watching... um, uh, Game Changer Wrestling Night 2, and he posted a photo showing that he actually had a friend over that uh, was not necessarily a professional wrestling fan, and I want to I want to get a hold of him and find out what that friend thought. We're talking... Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, um, for, for those wondering, Ryan, because we, we know a few Ryans around here, he's been on this podcast before. It's, it's Ryan Knight from Knights Over, uh, Knights of the Squared Circle. That's, I yeah. saw the post as well, and uh, he was actually uh, apparently a friend of his and, a, and somebody who actually has never watched wrestling before. And what a doozy to show <laughs> um, a first-time viewer uh, some game-changer right? wrestling. I mean, we'll, we'll get to one match in particular. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, like I said... You know, company wide, like through all, all these promotions, it seems like there's a real, real buzz. I mean, there, there's a little bit with WWE, you know, thanks to uh, Mr. Cena, there's a, a little bit of buzz there, but the majority of it does seem to be focused around um, things that are not WWE. So it, it'll be interesting, you know, come SummerSlam time and whatnot to see um, how much interest there is still in that as opposed to everything else that's kind of going on. So. There is still a little bit of buzz, uh, partially with WWE. Um, I mean, we're we're talking a couple of of names from the WWE that are creating quite a buzz right now. We're looking at uh, Daniel Bryan mm. and CM Punk. Uh, news has been coming out. Um, I, I've I've created another article that uh, may be dropping very soon on uh, lovewrestling.ca. Uh, hopefully, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, I have an article that's going to be dropping for you. Spoiler alert. Uh, yes, I may be doing a weekly uh, column over at lovewrestling.ca. I've thrown it up to the uh, owner, promoter of the company, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. Buzz happening all over the place, whether it's dirt sheets or credible sources alike. We have been having buzz. And and the buzz right now is that Daniel Bryan 
and CM Punk have joined the team mm-hmm. over at All Elite Wrestling. Joe, this is absolutely insane, and never did I think that we would get both of these stars at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's run through here quickly. I want you to give me some pros and some cons of these two guys going to All Elite Wrestling. Before we get into that, because I have a feeling, uh, looking at our, our numbers right now, that there may be a few of our love wrestling brothers that are listening, and I've <laughs> heard me say something before, and I want somebody uh, who's maybe a little bit more savvy and can go back into the archives not too long ago and find out, because I said that, I believe it was, I said spe- for a specific show that was happening, but I said that if either Daniel or Punk were to show up, that I would eat my shorts on sh- on the show, so if somebody can go back and find out exactly what I said, so that I can know what or if I'm gonna have to do that. So if somebody can go and do that, maybe Josh or Zach, who's good at doing that kind of stuff, find out uh, and let me know because I may end up having to do that, and I just want to get mentally prepared to do so. Um, but yeah, man, just um, like every like legitimate credible source out there the the dirt sheets actual websites uh alike all saying that essentially done deal for both guys we're not just talking Meltzer saying this stuff not just uncle because well that's 50 50 with Meltzer. yeah but yeah oh my god i i couldn't believe the amount of of uh credible sources that were actually talking about this Give me some pros, Joe. What do you think some pros are of these two guys going to All Elite? The the drawing power, number one. I mean, when it comes to Daniel, but even more so with CM Punk, just that name recognition. Now, there's a few ways to to go about this. Uh, Like, what I don't want to see happen are these debuts happening too close together or at the same time. And to, to not like go overboard in like in the span of like three or four months to just be like okay you know, let's match Daniel up with Kenny and just like do all of these like big matchups like all because the, the 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 temptation is going to be to want to do that to hot shot book the show and then to fizzle out right very similar right. to what WCW fell into that trope of doing that right so th- immediately that comes to to mind so again there's some pros and cons there. The, the big obviously the big big pro is you have two of the most recognizable names from current day WWE now shifting over to AEW. That's a big 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 plus that you cannot ignore. You just you can't ignore it. The big con though, Carl, at least in my humble opinion, you may or may not agree with me on this, but we are starting to see. First of all, to debunk a certain thing, I don't know if I've posted on our site or I think I've mentioned it that uh, our friend, Mr. Michael Jargo, who is very much a numbers and a stats person, uh, yes. clued me into something because a lot of people, I was even guilty of this at a certain point of saying AEW is just signing all of these WWE people. They've only signed, if these two were to be confirmed, that would make 16 people out of 98 wrestlers that the WWE has let go. So that is a minor fraction of that number. You know, yeah. Impact has signed a, a fair amount of those people and WWE's inside some in, Impact people. So it's been a pretty equal back and forth actually when you actually look at the actual numbers instead of just a emotional opinion that you're giving out, which a lot of people have been doing. Myself, guilty of that as well. Now, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that a lot of people have been guilty of. And yeah, um, yeah I, I do believe you did share that on the Turnbuckle Talk page, yeah. uh, which, I mean, if you go back, I believe it was a couple weeks ago, you can see that and you can mm-hmm. see uh, some information with a graphic on that. Yeah. And then just like then like the big con, though, I think is this AEW roster. Not like I said, just not just former WWs. There's lots, of, and and that's the thing. The roster is getting really, really big and blow. I don't know what the actual number is, but if you were to include like everybody that they use on Dark and Elevation, and this Rampage, I think is another show. We're yeah. starting to, I think, spread ourselves a little thin here, and 
if you're going to bring in these two names, you know that they're going to want to use them as much and as often as possible, which I totally agree with. If you're going to bring Danny the Punk, you've got to, got to use them. But yep. now what about all of this talent, even some of this homegrown talent from the Nightmare Factory and like all this kind of stuff? What are you going to do with them? They're, they're going to be relegated to Dark or Elevation, the YouTube shows. They're not going to have as much time to get that exposure on the national television show. That, I think, is the big, big con, is that you're going to alienate and a lot of your lower car people are going to get jaded. And they're going to be like, okay, so we went from one company that did this to us now. Now we're at this other place where we had all these kind of promises and stuff going on, and now we're running into the same issue again. That, I think, is the big, big con. It definitely is. That's uh, my thoughts exactly as well. I mean, we're going to have all this talent that's there. And, of course, the bigger names are going to be the ones that are showcased, obviously, right? So we're going to be showcasing CM Punk. We're going to be showcasing Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, however he decides to come into the company. Yeah. Um, and these other other stars are going to be kind of lost in translation, which, unfortunately, so, some of them kind of already are. Um, another big con that I think... Uh, uh, no pun intended. Another big con that I think uh, coming from AEW right now is that there seems to be so many little factions and cliques all over the place within the company. And that's really, I think, taking away from individual talent. And I'm afraid that they're going to take CM Punk or Daniel Bryan and just make them the leader of one of those or give them some more people and just have another little three or four person team. See, clicks and factions and stuff like that. I'm I'm kind of the uh, of the line of thought that I think that, you know, I think that they're a good thing, and I think, frankly, there should be more of them. But that's a separate debate that I think that we could have uh, on another date. But the the thing is, like like I just said, like it, it's just becoming a little too much of these people, and like some of these mid level people, like even guys like Dustin yeah. Rhodes, like, like he's going to get kind of overshadowed by these kind of guys. You know, I, I I mean Dustin, yes, a hundred percent. Like I mean, he's he's a little bit of a veteran. I mean, he definitely is a veteran in the business. I, I'm looking at guys like Hangman Page, mm. right? Like yeah. a, a superb talent like Hangman Page is going to get lost by the wayside, and it angers me that that's going to happen. I I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But if it does, I'm going to be so ticked off over that because, I mean, what are you doing? He's one of the best that you've got in the company. You, Talking, What you'll have to do is you're going to have to become even more like WWE. You're going to have to come up with a second main show yep. to give your talent, your roster, something to do. Or you're going to have to, and they may end up having to do this too, that one or both of those shows is going to have to become a three-hour show to give these guys and girls something to do. And that they're, they're going to start to become what they said right from the get-go, right from that go-home moment after the cameras and everything went off at the original All-In. This is going to be something for you guys. They really pitch it as, you know, we're going to listen to you guys. We're going to give you exactly what you want. We're not going to be like everybody else. They're falling into that trap of becoming exactly what they said they weren't going to be. That's, yeah, you guys are the buzz. Love you guys. Love you too, John. Uh, for those who are not aware, who John Bowers, that is Plugo from Between Two Beards. Make sure and uh, check out that show because that is an excellent show that I have the honor to produce every single week. 11 episodes in already. You guys are awesome. They definitely are. Love those guys so much. We're talking about loving things right now, <laughs> and not just talking about Love Wrestling, that yes, you can hear Turnbuckle talk over on lovewrestling.ca as well, but we're talking a love of professional wrestling and a love of dream matches. Now, consider we get CM Punk and Daniel Bryan both coming in mm -hmm. as singles competitors into the company Give me at least one dream match that you would want to see, Joe, between each new guy. What do you got? I, I honestly think that probably the most intriguing matchup with these two guys is actually against each other somewhere down the line. And again, I think that you don't do it too soon, too. I mean, I mean, this is something that you really 
build between these two guys because these guys have a history together as yeah. well outside of even WWE. So there, there's a lot yeah. that you can capitalize and play off of as well. Um, our friend uh, John here saying uh, Punk versus Cody, uh, definitely an interesting one. And then Daniel Bryan versus Jungle Boy, that is a very good one as well. And, of course, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan as well. I think that that's the really intriguing, and that's one that you leave for – Possibly, you know that Chicago show all, uh, yeah. all for all out, right? All or out, yeah. you, if you could find a way, like, and as crazy as absurd as this sounds, like, if especially if you could co-promote with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, went on and do another Madison Square Garden show. If you could do Punk versus Daniel at for AEW in the Garden, that's money, dude. That's money. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's money. That would blow the roof off of the place. Never mind any New Japan pro wrestling star that would come over, which would be a buzz in itself. I mean, we're talking uh, those two guys? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I really think the key with these guys is you debut them separately. Yes. Don't yes. do them too close together. Like I say, like, wait like a month between each guy, maybe even more. Yeah. And then... If you want to do something together, then you slowly build over time where you have them messing with each other, however which way they want to do it. And then it finally then resulting in then their paths actually crossing and then leading to a match, uh, like I said, at a marquee show. That's, that's just how you do it. I definitely want to see it go a little bit differently. Yes. In the end, I think that the two of them having a match together is 100% going to be needed. But... I want that one debuts, and then a month or so later, the other one debuts, but then we don't have any interaction between the two of them for at least six months after the second one debuts. Let's give them both a chance and an opportunity to go out there and have a little bit of a feud, whether it's one or two feuds over a six-month period with a couple of other stars. Yeah, from the company. So I mean, I mentioned Hangman Page, one hundred percent. Daniel Bryan, Hangman Page, love it. I would yeah. absolutely go bananas to see that. And then CM Punk and MJF, mm. the two of the best of the yeah. best on that microphone. Can you imagine the promo wars that would happen between the two of them after those have happened? Then let's bring them together and have a feud for a couple of months and then have a big show. I think that two of the more intriguing matchups would be uh, actually, you know, with working with AEW, this will give these guys uh, opportunities to do stuff with New Japan as well, like I, like I had mm-hmm. mentioned. Uh, I think two, like one for, for Punk and one for Daniel, I think would be really interesting for uh, for Daniel, uh, him against uh, Hiromu Takahashi yeah. would be really, really interesting. And for Punk, Minoru Suzuki. Minoru <laughs> Suzuki versus uh, Dan- versus uh, uh, CM Punk. That would be, uh, I would be, yeah, I'd pay, just like take my money now. Yeah, I mean, you could take any, really any star from New Japan. I mean, like, you take Okada, right? Okada versus either one of those two. Yeah. yeah. Money. Yeah, money. Naito right as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, El Desperado, right? Despy and uh, Daniel would be really, really good. Like if you put uh, Daniel in the best of Super Juniors, that'd be really, really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would yeah. be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just just amazing stuff right now. And of course, everyone, this is stuff that we are just speculating about. This is stuff that has is we don't know that this is going to be happening. This is just dream matches that we would love to see and how we would like to see them go. Dream matches. Mm. This next one is not something that I ever thought about as a dream <laughs> matchup, but Game Changer Wrestling pulling out all the stops at Homecoming Night One. <laughs> Dude, I have watched this matchup probably about three or four times now because it's just insane in the membrane. Yes, I just dated myself there. You're welcome. We're talking Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage for the GCW. Yeah. Championship, oh, no. dude! What 
the hell? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, I didn't just watch this match. I watched the entire show uh, a couple times back. Now, the, the bulk of the earlier card, like seven-eighths of the show, not so much that it didn't do anything for me, but I just wasn't really aware of the talents too much. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we all, yeah. the, the main event, the last match is what we were obviously all there and tuning in for right, and nothing against those other guys. Uh, those matches were, were were fine for what they are, but I mean this thing with Cardona and Gage, like this is just like, pardon the expression, just but bat shit crazy. That's about the best way I could do it to keep it as PG thirteen as I can get, um, because it really that and that's the thing, Carl. This is really hard to talk about without crossing over into the TV 18 mature R rated <laughs> side of things. Um, because I, I mean, just now I've been very vocal that I am not per se a fan of the super hardcore wrestling, which this is and, and clearly was. And that's, oh, yes. obviously we knew that's what we were in for Like, like traditional, Hardcore matches, you know, like that we've seen in in WWE and ECW and stuff like that. Cool, I can get on board with that. But when we start doing, you know, shards of light tubes into each other's foreheads and pizza cutters and chairs pointing the the wrong direction too much and stuff like that, just it's, it's like, you know, plexiglass. Um, like I get that there's an audience for that that kind of stuff. I get it. it. Mind you, it's a very niche audience. Yes. You know, just because a relatively small crowd is going bananas doesn't mean that that's... What's the best way I can kind of put this without pissing off the hardcore wrestling audience? Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I literally, in this case, I literally mean the hardcore wrestling audience. I think that a little too much is being made of this. It's cool okay. for what it is inside of what it is. But in the the large scope of things in professional wrestling, it's a blip on the radar. Let let's be honest with ourselves when it comes to this. I, I get it that everybody's losing their shit for lack of a better term. I get it. It's a cool moment, absolutely. Like when Cardona won that match, and like the fans are throwing stuff into the ring and stuff like that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, for those who haven't <laughs> seen, I mean, it's not a spoiler because it's it's happened now, so it's, it's fair game. Um, there's a particular reason, Carl, and, and, and to, to focus on that particular thing, throwing like full bottles of water, stuff like there's a, a reason why you don't see this in other places because places have common sense and have rules for this kind of stuff. Like I get it, letting your audience do what they kind of want to do. But at the same time, you know, we need to have some certain safety things in place to protect not only the wrestlers, the referee, um, uh, the kid, uh, kid ref, uh, Chris Levine, yeah, Chris, uh, by yeah. the way, uh, refereeing that match. Always good to see him doing things, oh, but yeah. I mean, that turned into a really dangerous thing there. And I mean, th- there were spots where like they were throwing each other into the crowd even earlier in the match. Like Nick actually had to like apologize to a, a girl in the crowd and, and saying kind of like, you're okay. I haven't essentially break kayfabe there. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tricky tight rope to, to walk when you do this kind of a thing. And, and this is going to cross over into something that I want to touch on. And because you had mentioned as well, and some other people that I know and respect, I brought this up to uh, Michael Jargo. And I talked about this the other day with okay. bringing Nick Gage onto national television to do something with one of your top stars over there. What's the best way I can put this? I'm saying that a lot in the show. I can almost call this episode. How can I put this? Um, putting Nick Gage on live television. This is I'm gonna get some heat for this. I think it's a mistake, Carl. I think it's I think it's a mistake. Because unless you really put a leash on this guy, you're gonna have problems because Nick Gage doesn't have a filter and he's <laughs> gonna say what he wants to say. And I, I just I think that, you know, with all the momentum that AEW has, I feel like this Maybe not necessarily could derail things, but you need to tread carefully with Nick Gage. I know with what they've been doing with Dark Side of the Ring and that stuff, that stuff is great. That's fantastic. Telling the story, that's cool. But with Nick, you get what you get. And you got to know that going into it. And you got to say, hey, you know, this isn't your, to use the the Jim Cornette line, this isn't one of your mud show type of things here. You know, you're on live national broadcast television going to millions of homes 
got to tone it down a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. With Nick Gage, he doesn't tone down anything. No. So th- that's why, like, cool, but at the same time, very, very, very risky for this promotion to be doing this, especially at this time. I think that I think that the timing is wrong, and nothing against Nick Gage, but I don't think that this is the platform for him. I'm just going to be brutally honest. I think this is good for Game Changer Wrestling. We've already seen a little bit of limelight with the Dark Side of the Ring series, just as you had mentioned. Yep. Uh, a little bit of limelight going towards Game Changer Wrestling That's because great. of Nick Gage, That's great. right? Yeah. Yes. But now, AEW was working with all these other companies. <sighs> so the hardcore, the shock core professional wrestling fans, yeah. okay, yes, it's a, it's a niche little thing. Okay. We're, it very we're, much is. But, but, and as you mentioned, okay. It's very niche. And ECW was as well, though. Okay. Now, ECW started out the same way. The same way. Maybe not as violent as uh, Game Changer Wrestling has been, but they started out the same way. A very small niche market for them, and then they got some television exposure which I think is what we're pretty much seeing right now with Nick, who is the face of that company. No denying it. He is the face of that company. Um, I I do want to mention on that show, the Game Changer Wrestling uh, Homecoming Night 1, it was pretty cool to see one Marco stunt there and two, Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. I'm a big fan. I digress. Of I'm a big fan of Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> uh, actually, at a local promotion a little while back, I got to actually be backstage and shoot a bit of a promo with him. That was a blast. The dude did a riot, and he's a very. <laughs> what's the best way I can I can talk about Two Cold? He's a very genuine and another one of these guys. You get what you get with him, but the majority oh, of it yeah. is is very cool, and there's a bit of an aura going around it. I digress. So. Nick Gage coming over to AEW to face Chris Jericho. I think you're correct. The timing on this is wrong, especially considering we have now got this matchup that happened between Nick and Cardona. Cardona going over, winning that championship, all the rioting that happened afterwards, and now all of a sudden we're going to have to see Nick Gage, who was just beaten by, let's 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 put it out, and I, I love the guy, don't get me wrong, but let's put it out there. Zack Ryder beat Nick Gage. Zack Ryder beat the king of death matches. No. Zack Ryder. Okay. I was so shocked, now, I was now shocked we're... that he put him over. I, I still, <laughs> I, I didn't think Nick would put him over. Not in a mil- I didn't not think a, so not either. Not in a million years. But now, and we all know that this is how it's going to go, Nick is going to lose again. In all elite wrestling to Jericho. How how else can you book it? <laughs> how it's you're you've you're you're stuck in a corner with that. You can't you can't put Nick over and you can't get him to. You just you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> it's true. You can't now. Yeah. There's no way that you can do that now, and we know that pretty much that's the way it was going to be anyways, but. The timing of it is just so off. Had this happened a week before Jericho beating Nick Gage on all elites and then him going to this game changer and then, oh, Jericho softened him up for uh, for Cardona, I could have understood and gotten behind that. But I can't get behind this now. And but see, I, do, I do have to say that I think Nick Gage being on AEW is good for the business of game changer wrestling. And I think he as well understands that and is going to mind his P's and Q's and ensure that he is doing the right thing business-wise for Game Changer Wrestling. We'll see, man. Like this this last episode of Dynamite, you know, minus the uh, the women's match with Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, which I think was a bit of a, a miss. Uh, Britt actually getting injured on that match, by the way. And then yes. uh, then Nick kind of coming out, I thought also was a little... Because, I mean, the rest of the show was, like, beautifully booked and set up. Like, whoever went about doing that, I thought that was, like, almost a perfect show. Like, that, that was a really, really good episode of Dynamite that has me wanting to tune in this week. Right. You know? And therein lies a bit of the, the problem 
where like AEW, they still haven't defined what kind of wrestling promotion they are. And this stuff with Nick Gage doesn't help. We're all over the map here with the, the, this company. They need to pick a direction and go with your stick to your guns and go in that direction, but find a direction while you still can, because we're just, we're all over the friggin' map here. All too, too many different kinds of matches and, and whatnot. Like I said, just the way they did dynamite, keep going in that direction and we're good, but just all over the place. Like, especially when they would have the bucks open and just kind of like do everything in that first half an hour. And then, you know, then you have your second match, and they do everything, and then you have like a like it just, it, and then you have different type of matches thrown in there, just like it's like there's no clear direction. That this last episode of Dynamite, it's like each match kind of flowed into the next one, and the next match flowed into the next one, and and so on and so forth. That's how a wrestling show should go. It shouldn't just feel like a bunch of cut up things that don't coincide together. That's the the point that I'm trying to make. It's it's like WWE yeah. programming, right? It, it's not even cohesive with their own brand, with NXT, and then you have all these other companies that are like somewhat cohesive to a certain extent. There's still some wonky things, but they kind of keep it cohesive between each other. And these are companies that only occasionally talk to each other, <laughs> right? Which is uh, bizarre in itself. But like I said, with AEW, pick a direction and and go with it. You know, Daniel and Punk coming in, fantastic. But like I said. Spare, use it sparingly and don't just like go nuts in those first three months because then you've done too much. Then you have nowhere yeah, to go from I, it. I, I think when it comes to that part of the issue here is uh, you brought it up actually a little earlier in this episode. AEW said that they are going to listen to their fans. So how can you really have a clear direction when this group of fans wants this and this group of fans wants this and this group of fans wants that? So you have to be bouncing all over the damn place to be able to give everybody what they want. Now, I do agree. If they continue on with what they have been doing with Dynamite over these last couple of weeks, that is a good direction. Continue with that because you are then going to show the fans – kind of what they want. You're going to kind of pull them into that mindset and thinking of, hey, yeah, oh, oh my God, they 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 gave us that. Oh, yeah, I want to see more of that now. And then their mindset's going to change a little bit. I think that that's 100% uh, uh, the right thing to do is continue on with this momentum that they have right now, um, especially – if they continue to work with these other companies, some of these smaller yeah. companies like Game Changer Wrestling, as we uh, you know end out this topic here, Game Changer Wrestling really has made a huge name for itself now just because of Cardona, Nick Gage, as well as this uh, dynamite showing yeah. that's going to be happening. And what remains to be seen too, like when it comes to drawing in, in, in a new audience or drawing in more people with game changer, that's going to be the really telling thing here. Are people going to tune in like seeing that there might be that initial charm, but then with ultra hardcore wrestling, it's you either really, really like it or like you want to barf on your screen. For me, <laughs> right. I'm kind of of the latter, Right. That's going to be the, the test. Are the fans going to continue to dig what they see? I mean, remember, this is the same company that brought us Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. This is the same company that booked on shows Superhuman, the idiot YouTube star. I didn't even really want to say names. I don't like giving him publicity. But yeah, uh, but yeah th- let's keep in mind, <laughs> this company isn't – they're not – we're not talking top notch here. Let's just be brutally honest. They've done some cool stuff, but they've done a lot of dumb stuff too. Just putting that out there. Have. Putting that yep. out there into the universe. <laughs> right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna take a commercial break. I'm gonna play for you a couple of really cool commercials that I really like that are in our repertoire. And that's gonna give me an opportunity to have a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper, which Mighty Joe actually has as well in his cup 
there or his mug, his coffee mug actually has Dr. Pepper in it. So stay tuned. We will be coming back at you with some uh, great stuff. Our our normal good three things. We're going to be coming at you with that. So stay tuned. Fall is in the air. That means pumpkin spice lattes. That means pumpkin spice everything. Ugg boots, yoga pants. God, I hope I can fit into mine this season. Scarves. And baseball tees. Hoodies. Not yet, but soon. The metal tee. No need for any cease and desist here. And hats. Stop by CollarAndElbowBrand.com today and get your fall drop immediately. It's fall, y'all. CollarAndElbowBrand.com You'll be the coolest person in Starbucks whether you're wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots or not. In fact, I like to go to Starbucks without the bottoms on all the time and just wear my Collar and Elbow Brand type shirts. I immediately get my coffee and go. Hi, my name's Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane. www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. www.wrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? www.wrestlingnetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this edition, number 229 of Turnbuckle Talk. Now, you may be thinking, why the hell did they play a commercial about fall? Well, we played it because it's one that we don't get to play very often, and because it included, at the very end there, you saw Mr. Al Snow put on the exact same hat, well, exact same styling, that I am wearing every single week on this program. Amazing stuff over there, collarandelbowbrand.com. Make sure you use our promo code, because you know what? Our promo code, it's JK Podcast. That's going to get you... 10% off your entire purchase. Brand new clearance merchandise doesn't matter. Yeah, and, uh, and that offer code even tells you like how long we kind of been at this because that is actually based off of what we originally called this podcast, <laughs> which is going back. I've, I've lost track of the time. I definitely have lost track as well myself. <laughs> I can tell you, though, that we were the first sponsored collar and elbow branded podcast. So happy and so thankful for that. Um, it's anything, anything big that happens is always something that's brought forth to the people as soon as they possibly can. Unfortunately for us, we're only here once a week with you. So right now we're going to take a look at some. That's right. We're going to take a look at some breaking news. I sincerely hope that Mighty Joe has something more for us besides what I had that Mighty Joe kind of already talked about and alluded to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been kind of 
trying to take a look and dig and see if there is anything real breaking news. I think the biggest thing, and you had mentioned it, and I'm going to mention it just again really quick, is uh, Britt Baker uh, on uh, you know Dynamite last week did get injured uh, in her matchup with Nyla Rose. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, in this business, it happens. It definitely does. And uh, we just wish Britt Baker the best. And uh, hopefully we get to see her back on our screens very soon. Yeah. Mighty Joe, please tell me you have <laughs> at least one more thing. Well, man, like the bulk of our stuff that we've talked about could arguably be called breaking news to be perfectly honest with you so um but but for for me like you have kind of nailed the one thing um there's some other stuff that isn't really worth mentioning uh i mean i guess that there was a house show that carmella i guess she almost uh well she had a a wardrobe malfunction but continued the match and managed to keep those puppies in there which is an accomplishment in itself um i can't speak from experience because i'm a man um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, and I'm not a wrestler. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, like we've covered a lot of the breaking news. Like I said, just our main topics. And like I said, yeah. over over the coming weeks and months, uh, there's going to be lots more because I have a feeling that that these two individuals aren't going to be the only thing, and AEW is not going to be the only company. There's, I think, there's going to be a lot of movers and shakers. Uh, probably maybe even some people that come back to WWE because there's rumors of that too, like guys like Braun Strowman and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so the Rock. The Rock, yeah. I mean, if we're going to bring Cena back, yeah. I mean, The Rock will not be for behind. But, uh, but yeah, man, um, we'll, we'll see how it kind of goes. But, I mean, breaking news. Like I said, this episode is largely breaking news in itself. So, <laughs> <laughs> For any time that there is big and serious breaking yeah. news, we usually post that on our social media pages at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You talk about Carmella there. I have to give <laughs> actually big props to Carmella yeah. for uh, going through and, and doing that and continuing and finishing on with that matchup without... Um, full incident because I'm sure everything is taped anyways so it wasn't Mm. too big of an issue the front is probably taped and the back unclasped on her outfit okay so we saw her back yay awesome so yeah that is that you know what I will say though just as a as a a 40 year old heterosexual male wrestling fan it would have been nice to catch a glimpse I'll just say that (laughs) Go back and watch the video. You might you might see something <laughs> from that matchup. <laughs> Brings us over to our n- next topic. This one here is a doozy. We we jo- j- just to give you a little bit of a, a backstage look at this. Joe and I, mighty Joe and I, never actually discuss this prior. Yeah. So I don't know what his pick is. He doesn't know what my pick is. We never have discussed this prior so uh, we're just going to go right into it people here is our match of the week segment as mighty joe finishes off his dr pepper i'm yeah. going to let him go first i'm out now unfortunately. and uh he's out he's out he's out <laughs> he's done mighty joe you go first give me what your pick is for match of the week yeah, man, I think at very best, it's been a long time since I've actually picked a match from AEW Dynamite. I mean, it's actually probably been since they actually debuted that I may have had my match of the week from them. Uh, for me, like this was a no-brainer pick for match of the week this week. And this match has been largely praised throughout the internet wrestling community, the dirt sheets, and credible minds alike. And I am, of course, referring to that main event from Dynamite for the IWGP United States Championship between John Moxley and Lance Archer. Damn. This is how you end off a show, and this is how you send the fans home happy. Right? We had Lance Archer in his hometown winning that championship. WWE, I'm talking to you now. Right? You go, you bring back Keith Lee, who has been highly anticipated to come back. He debuts back in his hometown, and you have him lose. Stupid. Stupid is the only word that I can pick, right? This is not how you do this sort of thing, especially 
being away as long as he was. <laughs> Unless you're trying right. to send kind of some petty statement to said individual, which then just makes you look really bad. But I digress on that. Yeah. Um, they put Lance Archer over at the end of that show in his hometown, um, and they had a killer match together. I mean, that's just pressing 101 of how you book and how you end off a show, and you send your fans home happy, and you have them anticipated and willing to come to the next show. That's just what you do, and that's what they accomplished, and I will give props to them for doing so. What happened after that matchup, please? Oh, uh, after they went off the air, Mox gave Lance Archer props too, right? Send the homes the, the, the fans home even happier, right? Just yeah. well, well done. And I, I We like didn't the, have anybody else hop into that ring? Um, I only heard what happened there. I didn't hear, see, or anybody else coming in. I only saw the audio, or I only saw the audio. That doesn't make any sense. I <laughs> only heard the audio. I didn't see the actual video. Who was it that hopped in there as well? I I, I don't know. I was just oh. <laughs> just asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. anybody else got in there. Unfortunately, so. Okay, no big deal. But, I'm just uh, uh, yeah, just just asking questions. But that's the, all. The match, like, absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it, just go watch it. Definitely. Yeah. What Mine's going to be quick, simple, and easy. Yeah. That that matchup from Game Changer Wrestling. Dude. Cardona and Dude. Nick Gage. Yeah. yeah. Cardona and Nick Gage. I have not seen such a, a hype over matchup in such a long time as this was. I have not seen and felt that excitement for professional wrestling from fans yeah. in such a long time. This was absolutely insane. Using people out in the stands, having, you know, somebody hold a chair and like, it's just, just craziness that happened. I am not always a huge fan of that, uh, death course style professional no. wrestling, but this I could tolerate and this I watched and this I was okay with. This was, this was good because of all the hype that was surrounding it. I was, I was stoked. So happy. Yeah. So happy. The crushed light tubes and the pizza cutter I could do without though. Yeah. Well, the pizza cutter you got to understand is is like Mr. Socko, hmm. right? Mick Foley had Mr. Socko. Nick Gage has the pizza cutter. Yeah. Sandman had the kendo stick. Nick Gage has the pizza cutter. I get it. I yeah, get it. it's just it. it's just that prop that's used. That's it. I got you. Yeah. So we got something even even better coming up here for you people. This yeah. is something that, uh, yeah. Um, this is this is this is a classic. This is something that everybody absolutely loves. We continue to get people uh, messaging us and talking to us and saying, "Hey, how about this for a segment, or how about that for a segment?" And sometimes when we have a good one that comes from people, we will definitely use it. So if you have something that you want for this next segment, and you know what that segment is, but we're gonna get to it in just a moment. If you've got something for that segment, message us on any of our social media accounts. And we will take a look and see if it is good enough. Everything's always good enough for us here at Turnbuckle Talk because we absolutely love the interaction with you all. But yeah, let us get to... Our showstopper segment. This is absolutely amazing. We have essentially been talking about this the entire show. And I mean... I, we, we can even maybe just even sum up this entire thing with this here, but we, we're going to go through our thoughts on the buzz and energy surrounding professional wrestling currently and how we think companies can capitalize on this and keep the ball rolling. I'm going to throw out something here super quick uh, firsthand. Th this buzz and this excitement has me stoked. Just like I said, I have not seen um, a crowd interaction like that in such a long time from that Game Changer Wrestling show. We have not seen a professional wrestling show like Dynamite that has been good from bell to bell, open to close, curtain jerk to main event. We have not seen that in such a long time, and it's all slowly starting to build back up to the days of, I'm not even going to use the word, that that era is because I don't want to even associate this with that because it's nothing like the attitude era. It definitely is not, but we're getting that same kind of excitement and that same kind of build around all of this. 
It is absolutely amazing. And I think that if they these smaller companies just continue to work with each other on a uh, level that they have been right now, we're going to continue to see more professional wrestling fans checking out more product. More product being viewed is going to be more merchandise being sold. More merchandise sold means more you know time that people are going to be going out to live events, more live events that are there. The more buzz in uh, Hollywood is going to happen. And the more buzz that's happening out there, the more pop culture is going to notice the more pop culture notices it's just going to blow up again i'm going to stop talking now because i need a drink from all of that mighty joe give me your thoughts on all of this how do you think things can be capitalized and continue on rolling this is interesting because there's a lot of different ways that I can approach this. And I try and approach it from as many directions as I possibly can. Um, one thing that right off the hub that you'll notice that a lot of the hype and a lot of the really kind of cool stuff that we've been mentioning is not coming from the WWE. That I think it is a big deal that WWE now clearly needs to start paying attention up until this point and, and they've said it themselves that we do not see AEW as competition that is clearly not the case anymore the AEW is now clearly legitimate competition fight me if you disagree with me on that um, the other thing here too with this is as cool and as lightning in a bottle as this Cardona cage thing is, let's yep. be perfectly honest with each other here, Carl, and everybody listening and watching. The majority of the buzz is coming from this potential with Daniel and Punk. Okay. The, the majority of the buzz sure. is coming from that. The stuff with Cardona and Cage, very, very cool. But remember, this is a niche audience. The visual there kind of betrays the actual numbers. Let's be perfectly yep. honest yep. with each other. Now, the other catch with, with this, with capitalizing on this, is like I said, with bringing Daniel and in, in, in Punk in, great, but you need to ration that stuff out to be successful sure. long-term. I've said that earlier, that if you rush this kind of stuff, because that's going to be the uh, what they're going to... Uh, the, the You're, you're going to want to try and capitalize on these guys as soon as you can, but you got to... You, you got to space it a little, a little bit. It'll benefit you in the long term. And But the other catch here with this as well here, Carl, is twofold here. Okay. We consume our wrestling content very, very different from how we used to before. Not just you and I, just in general. Uh, a lot of people catch matches on YouTube. I'm guilty of this myself. I mean, not guilty, it's maybe not the, necessarily the right word, but I consume a lot of wrestling now on a single match basis. Life is busy. I don't always get to sit down and watch an entire two or three hour program of wrestling to be perfectly transparent with everybody. Not for a lack of wanting to, just for a lack of time. Um, and the other factor with that too is with this younger generation. And we had talked about that where you know, we have seen some instances of, of younger fans getting interested in wrestling, but with some forms of media out there, not to necessarily point the finger too much, but places like TikTok and whatnot have killed the attention span of the longer generate of the younger generation. So then yep. to, to them to ask a group of people that consume their content in very small sip, snippets to have them sit down for a two, possibly three, possibly four, or like you want to get into like new Japan, big show, like four and five hours. You're asking yeah. a lot from people who have very, very short attention span. So it's tricky to draw in that new upcoming audience because the way that they consume their social media, their, 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 their other media when it comes to movies, TV, and all this kind of stuff, it's so, so different from when we first started being wrestling fans, like watching like and trading VHS tapes and you know, right. watching uh, Raw and stuff on television. Well, that landscape has completely changed. So... I think that the key is going to be to, to find like whether it's characters that really that the audience can relate to or just the, the, the actual nature of the content itself. Like this ultra hardcore wrestling fan or wrestling kind of stuff is not going to appeal to that younger short attention span audience. It's just not going to. Right. So that's going to be the real key kind of going forward is to develop a wrestling product that's going to appeal to that 
non-wrestling fan audience or that young wrestling fan that's looking at this kind of stuff now and going, hey, well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, do, I, do I want to tune into that? Do I not? <coughs> Excuse me. That's going to be the, the real key to grow this wrestling audience from this like million to two million plateau that we've kind of hit with professional wrestling. Whereas like in the Attitude Era, yes. you know, we're up into that four and five million, you know, in other professional sports, we're up into double digits a million numbers, right? Oh, yeah. So if we could find a way to really get that, then we can really leapfrog into to mainstream attention in, in uh, mainstream media, right? That's, I think, what the ultimate goal should be. I said a lot there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you definitely did, and that's okay. I 100% agree with you on every point that you made. Um yeah, like it's just at some point, one hundred percent. I feel that it will get back to mainstream. It definitely will. Yeah, and it's going to be so. a pop culture phenomena again at some point. When I don't know my lifetime, I don't know, <laughs> but at some point, it's definitely going to happen, and it is going to be a glorious day when that happens. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this episode number 229 of Turnbuckle Talk, where we are buzzing on speculations. We have mentioned our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Again, just go check them out. Promo code JKPODCAST. That's going to get you 10% off your entire purchase. Our friends over at Phoenix at FNXFit.com. You're looking for uh, health supplements, whether it's uh, workout supplements or even some workout gear, some, uh, some shorts or some uh, workout shirts they got that stuff over there at fnxfit.com using promo code tb talk pod is going to get you 15 percent off your entire purchase over there excluding monthly rotational <laughs> product so if you uh, go to the site and you sign up for something that is uh, a monthly rotation at a little bit of a smaller price unfortunately we can't discount that for you but if you just go and order some stuff Definitely, every time you do, you can get that 15% off. Mighty Joe, please tell us what we have on deck coming up for Turnbuckle Rewind, found over on lovewrestling.ca. Shameless merch plug there for our friends at lovewrestling.ca. Yeah, coming up this week on Turnbuckle Rewind, we have a very important, pivotal match going back to uh, i even still remember the date uh january 4th 2000 see i messed it up <laughs> take two pretend it didn't happen folks january 4th 1999 monday night raw the at the time wwf champion the rock versus mankind this is a crazy matchup and Arguably one of the more important matchups modern day because this match almost single-handedly changed the entire direction of the Monday Night War. You just have to go check it out. It includes Carl and everybody listening and watching one of the loudest fan reactions. If you watch along with us on this one, one of the loudest fan reactions you will ever, ever hear during a professional wrestling match. It is absolutely nuts. And it was a absolute pleasure talking about that match. <laughs> it's coming out l- later this week over at Love Wrestling. You're not going to want to miss that one. Definitely not. Again, thank you so much to everybody that tuned in today for the comments that came through. Absolutely amazing. We love the interaction with our fans. Uh, we know that sometimes we're on, you know, a little earlier in the day or a little later in the evening. Anyway, you slice it. We are going to be on every Monday for you guys. Thank you so much again for joining us. This is an absolute pleasure and an honor, Mighty Joe. Thank you again for the amazing curation of these topics. (laughs) It is a pleasure doing this with you, and I am so thankful that we have these platforms to be able to do it. It wasn't even that hard to really come up with this week because, I mean, the the wrestling world, like there's some weeks where it's like, It's like a slog trying to find topics, but it's like this week, the wrestling world just went, here you go. Here you go. It's obvious. This is what you guys have to talk about. So thankfully that does happen more often than not. Definitely. Now, if you guys are watching this and saying, hey, 
I think I want to do some live streams like this about something, whether it's, it doesn't have to be professional wrestling. You could be doing cooking. You could be doing unboxings. You could be talking about Funko Pops. You could be talking about books. You could be talking about absolutely anything. If you want to do something like this, hey, I tell you what, get a hold of me. And I'm going to send you a link that you can go to that's going to give you a little bit of a discount as well on your first month. So, I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing for for everyone. You're going to get some time to be able to figure things out at a discounted price for a full month. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So if you're looking for something like that, shoot me a message on my uh, personal page if you have me personally or to the uh, social media accounts at TBTalkPod and we will do what we can do to help you out to get you as well streaming with this amazing platform, StreamYard. Thank you very much and we're out. It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.